From working with the biggest names in television and film, my guest today has carved herself a spot in entertainment history as one of television's most beloved school teachers. Up next is heading back to the prairie right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm John Contratti. Today, I have an actress and author with an impressive resume of work in television and film with so many roles. It is her work on the classic show, Little House on the Prairie, that has brought millions of people great comfort over the years. Welcome to the show, Charlotte Stewart. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to be here. I'm glad you're here. Begin at the beginning. You were born and raised where? I was born in Northern California on a farm in Yuba City, California. My dad was a peach rancher. So I lived there until I was 17 and uh, left for the Pasadena Playhouse, the State Theater of California. When did acting come into your eye that that was something you were interested in? Never, never, it never occurred to me. Um, I was a competitive roller skater, used to travel around in competitions, you know, lots of ta-da. So that part was in me. Um, but no, I was a terrible student at school. I never had good grades. So when it came time to leave for college, I didn't have many choices. So I found an advertisement on the back of Teen Magazine that was for the Pasadena Playhouse, the State Theater of California. And I thought, maybe I can do that. Uh, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking of being a writer because I used to have a radio show. I had a radio show in the city uh, called Teen Time. And I, and I, would, lo I would interview, you know, uh, bands that would come in, you know, coming through town and stuff. So I thought maybe that's what I'd do. But I got there and the, the requirement was to do acting first and then you could diversify. And I caught the bug, you know, so, and I was very lucky that I, you know, I got my first job in Hollywood, you know, within two years. So was you know. that the Loretta Young show? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. What was that like? Your first, you know, like major role on a TV show? Oh my God, it was thrilling because um, I mean, Loretta Young, she was a big movie star. And I was actually on the first, I did three three Loretta Young shows. Uh, the first one was with Loretta. And I was just, I just watched it recently. I don't know, it came on somewhere and I, you know, grabbed it. And I was so in awe of her. Um, and she was very, you know, firm and, you know, uh, sending orders and, you know, her, her brother-in-law was a cinematographer. So, I mean, the crew was hers and I had never done a show before. So I was just wide eyed and, but I loved it. I guess they liked me because they brought me back two more times to do two different episodes. So you, you were on an episode of my three sons. Now on that show, um, I, actually I've interviewed three of the cast members within the past two seasons of my show. And is that where you met Tim Considine or did you that know That is before? where I met Tim. Yeah. And I did three episodes of My Three Sons. It's funny, people would, uh, production companies would have me back, not as the same character, but playing different roles. But yeah, I did. I never played his girlfriend. I was oh. never the girlfriend. But yes, we met there. And, and I was still at the Pasadena Playhouse. And he would come over and watch productions I was in. And, uh, and then we, you know, we got married. Yeah. I like watching the old TV shows and on antenna TV in the morning is bachelor father. Yeah. I was on bachelor. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Uh, 
uh, it's fun watching the old TV shows because then you see people that, you know, we're watching on other shows today or other work that they've done. But over the years, you've done Hawaii Five O and Gunsmoke Bonanza. Did you like that routine of going before we get to Little House? Did you like that routine of seeing yeah. what different sets and everything? Yeah, and it it was um, somebody asked me on or when were you discovered? I thought I've never been discovered. I had to go interview for every single part that I got, you know. And that was the that was the system. Your agent would get a call because they'd go through the book at you know pictures and they'd say, oh well, she looks like. You know, she's the right type and the right age. Um, I think maybe a little bit later on, I did get known. Um, so people would say, is Charlotte Stewart available? But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a, a fun existence going from show to show to show. You're working with so many different people and you're doing television, but you're also doing movies, Speedway. Speedway uh, with Elvis Presley. Yeah, oh, and Nancy Sinatra, right? Oh, it was, um, you know, I mean, when I was in high school, Elvis was, you know, so big. And uh, so to meet him and work with him, and I really liked him. You know, he was very likable. He was, he was friendly. He wasn't arrogant. He didn't have his, you know, gang around him all the time. In fact, you know, his manager wasn't even, wasn't even there. We just sat and talked, you know, between, you know, you have a lot of downtime between shows and between shots. And um, so he would tell me, he told me about his mother, Gladys, and told me about being in the army and, you know, what it was like. It, we, it was just private conversation. He wasn't like going, oh, in the middle of the time I did. No, he was just another actor, you know, waiting for the next setup. So, you know, it was a wonderful way to meet him. The Cheyenne Social Club, Jimmy Stewart, Henry Fonda. Oh, that was so thrilling. Jimmy Stewart, he had he had a very small, you know, most actors have a big Winnebago trailer outside that that's, you know, that's their dressing room or whatever. He had this little tiny trailer that was on the set and he used to sit in the door of the trailer with his accordion when we weren't shooting and he would play the accordion and you could hear it, you know, all it was what a huge soundstage. And you could hear this wonderful me. It was just so pleasant, you know. Henry Fonda, I can't tell you anything about. It was kind of a grouch, you know. But you imagine <laughs> that's what Henry Fonda would be like, right? <laughs> so television, film, you're working. I've had a few of your friends from Little House on the show. Allison has been here four times. Oh, my God. Isn't she the most wonderful interview? She is. Um, Patrick's been here and Dean was here recently. What was your audition process for Little House? <laughs> what was yours like? It was really funny because I I had never heard of Little House on the Prairie. I know that's crazy because it was a huge series of books, but no, I it just didn't cross my life. So when I got there, the only the only thing I knew was that it was a teacher. And I knew the, the, what the dialogue was because they gave me the script. I had no idea it was Michael Landon. So when I walked in, um, I looked around the room and there were like 15 men and Michael Landon. <laughs> oh, my God, this is huge. You know, it was like, oh, I got so excited. But, you know, I wanted to do a, a good audition. So I, I looked at the producer who was behind this big desk. And I said, they said, are you ready to read? And I said, may I sit behind your desk? 
and they all the men looked at each other like, what the, what is she asking? He got up, moved around. I got behind the desk and I said, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. I got, and, and you know what? I forgot when I, when I saw a rerun of the show, I forgot that later in that episode, she, slant, she says, quiet, just like I did. So they may have written that in oh. after my audition because it's, it silenced the room. And I think that's what got me the part. You know, when, when you did Bonanza, did you do your scenes with Michael? Never met him. Never met him. No, I never met him. He obviously had seen me because I did three different episodes of Bonanza. And when you're on a show, you watch it. You know, I'm sure you watched it at home. Oh, my show's on tonight. So he probably had seen me. And maybe when my picture came across the producer's desk, when they were going, you know, who should we get for, you know, the teacher? Because when I walked in the waiting room, there were like 10 women in old prairie dresses gonna read for Miss Beetle. I was in jeans and a t-shirt. I mean that I lived in Topanga. Topanga was a hippie kind of enclave. And that was my life in those days. I was a hippie. I had a clothing store called the Liquid Butterfly. It was very hip, you know, made clothes for Joni Mitchell. And, you know, it, it was, you know, it was kind of a fun time, but, um, <laughs> I had no idea it, what, what I was getting into. Many of your scenes in Little House is working with children. Was this the first time you were working with children a lot? Yeah, I think so. I um, Most of the parts that I got in those days, FBI and all those, I was usually a victim or, you know, some something was crazy was going on. Um, but I really enjoyed working with the kids and, one of the reasons is my sister, my older sister, Barbara Jean, had seven children and they were like two, four, six, eight, ten. You know, they were all the ages of all the children that were in my schoolroom. So I was used to working with children of all ages in one place. Excuse me. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't difficult at all. I had a good hand in it. You know, I'm sorry, I got the hiccups. <laughs> I was watching an episode the other day and I forget what it was, which one it was, but Mrs. Olson was not happy with you. Oh, she was never happy with me. <laughs> and it's funny because Catherine um, McGregor was one of my dearest friends. We became very, very close. In fact, we used to go on spa weekends, um, you know, down by San Diego and all. We'd share a room at a spa. And and she was, she was, she was a devout Buddhist. No. I, I didn't know that until we went to share a room together at a at at this spa, and she put up her little altar, you know, and she had everything. And I said, "What? What?" She said, "Well, you know, I'm a Buddhist, and I I pray." I went, "Go for go for Miss Beetle. I'm go for it, Mrs. Olson." <laughs> You're there for four years, and then Miss Beetle gets married. Yep. And, and she moves on. Was it difficult when that came to an end? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. It was not a surprise because they told me when I got the part, it was for four years because another teacher had to come in with El Manzo Wilder. Um, so Mrs. Wilder, Miss Wilder would become the teacher. I knew ahead of time. It still was really hard that last day. Um, the last scene that I did was when I give my brooch to um, Mary in the in the um, store. Um and then it, then it was over. Everybody just moved on. Okay, next shot. And I was like, 
there's no party. <laughs> I'm not going to have a going away party. <laughs> so yeah, I was heartbroken, but it's okay. I had a good run. Yeah. This beetle lives on yeah. every day. Yeah. I remember seeing you in the movie Eraserhead. I never knew what it was about, but I think in 1977, did it take a few years to put that movie together? Yes, it did. Um, when I first uh, when I first met David Lynch, he was a student at American Film Institute, and um, he my roommate was working there as a volunteer. And she came home one day and she said, "One of the students is doing a film and he needs an actress to, you know." And I said, "Okay." I used to do student films all the time, because you know how is a, a filmmaker going to learn how to work with professionals if you don't work with professionals? So I volunteered all the time. Of course, nothing ever came of any of the other, you know, student films that I did, and I didn't I didn't expect much from Eraserhead, but um, you know I jumped in completely. I had no idea it was going to take so long to do. Because in the meantime, I had other shows to do. So I would work. David only worked after midnight. So we would work from midnight to six in the morning. Um, so sometimes it was a little difficult. Like I did the Waltons while I was doing Eraserhead. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> something different. Um, so I had worked all night on Eraserhead and then showed up at uh, Warner Brothers to do the Waltons. <laughs> it, it's a movie that's hard to explain. Can you explain it? It's a love story. Um, Henry is a lonely man, and he is he is a human being that accepts everything that comes his way without question. And that was, uh, you know, it was so sweet when when Mary leaves him and and he has to take care of the baby. So he doesn't really understand that there's something wrong with that baby. He's just kind of gently, you know, taking care of it. Um, the, th the secret of working with David Lynch is you don't question it. You do what he says, you know, specifically. If he says, reach under the bed, and pull on the suitcase 10 times, you don't say, why would I do that? You just do it. He has a, he has a vision in mind. And uh, so you do it. And that's what I learned. There are some directors that you don't have to say, well, what's my motivation? You know, <laughs> who cares? He has an image. He wants to see you do it and you do it. So I learned a lot from working with David Lynch. And then, of course, later on, we did Twin Peaks. Right. Several so, times. Yeah, that's what I was going to say that, you know, then you get to uh, collaborate again on Twin Peaks, the TV series. Yeah. And there's a film and then the TV series again. I know. Yeah. But then so you, you never know. You never know. You reconnected with Michael Landon again. Didn't you do Highway to Heaven? Yes. He, you know, several years later, because I left after the fourth episode and they did five more years. And then I think it was another year before he started Highway to Heaven. But yeah, I think I was in the very early episodes of, uh, of Highway to Heaven. And it was, it was good to see him and, and uh, you know, the, the people that I used to work with, because it was the same crew. You, you put know, the same crew with him. His crew follows him wherever he goes. <laughs> and Mr. Edwards, you know. Right, Victor. You're doing Matlock, Life Goes On. You're working. What's Andy Griffith like? He was um, um, not too available. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, right. different I, than I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He just, right. he was the star of the show and, you know. Mm -hmm. 
you were the guest and, you know, he's very nice. He was very nice, but it, it, there was no, you know, interaction. So right. a, lot, a lot of actors are like that. Um, you know, when you're on their show, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. I remember when I did that series, yeah. I was very excited, but you know, he just kind of stood off. To, <laughs> wasn't that friendly. <laughs> you're making movies, a buddy, buddy. I remember going to the movies, to see buddy, buddy with Walter Matthau. Buddy, and, buddy, and Walter Jack Matthau. Lemon. Oh, that's right. I only had one scene mm -hmm. you know, in that, but I got to hang around a lot and watch, watch them shoot. And that, that was fascinating watching Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau work out their scene together, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a, a I know what you call it. Um, it's an ongoing, when, when they got the dialogue, they got the scene, they're ready to shoot. And then they have to work out their in a relationship with one another. It was fascinating. I just loved it. I learned, I learned more by watching other actors than I do just acting myself. That's what I was going to ask you. You've worked with such iconic people over the years. Any advice that someone gave you that has always stuck with you? No, yeah. I don't. I, th I think I just learned by doing. Um, I never, I have never turned down a part, whether it was small or big or crazy or weird. I just took, I took one after another. And I don't know if you've seen my resume. It's pretty varied you know, the kind of things that I did. So um, I just I just went ahead and did whatever they asked me to do. I mentioned earlier your autobiography, Little House in the Hollywood Hills, which I have right hey, here. Yeah, I've got it here too. Which, it. Is, a, which yeah. is a great autobiography. <laughs> Difficult to put things in. Um, question, did you question yourself? Should I put this in or that in? Anything yeah. like that? Yeah, um, it's the the how it. Came, I never had the idea of writing a book. I just, you know, barely got out of high school when somebody said to me, "You should write a book." <laughs> I can't write a book. I said, "No, don't write a book. Tell stories." So that's what my book is. Is just I was telling stories. I was. I met this uh, Andy Dembski, who's my co-author on the book. Uh, he was working for a newspaper here in Napa, and I met him when I first moved to Napa. And they used to ask me to do a lot of benefits and stuff here, fundraisers and stuff. And uh, I was doing a ballet and he, not that I dance, but I played mother in the Christmas, you know, ballet thing. And I used to, we used to, we had a lot of downtime. So I used to tell him stories, you know, when I did this and when I did that and when I did, you know, and he said, you should write a book. And I went, I can't write a book. I barely got out of high school. So he's the one that said, just tell stories. So for about a year and a half to two years, we met um, every two weeks at Starbucks and I would tell him a story. And then the next time we met, he would bring it all typed up for me to look at. And it was like, wow, this is, this works. So that's how we wrote a book. Yes. It's a wonderful autobiography. You Thank mentioned, you. you mentioned before that when you offered roles, you would take the roles ever auditioned for something that you didn't get that maybe something we would know of that I'm, sure there were, I'm sure there were tons of things that I didn't get but I was I was surprised when I look at my when I looked at my resume how many things I did uh it was truly shocking um it just over you know it was over a long period of time but um I never turned down anything even if it was a, a one day or a week or a recurring I never I never said no so I think maybe that's what, what built my resume. 
you were on McMillan Wife. I was changing the channels not too long ago. Yes, I was a bad girl. You were. On McMillan Wife, I know. But, you know, once again, Rock Hudson, how, how often are you going to meet a movie star like Rock Hudson in a very casual, you know, I walked on the set and he went, oh, let me get you a chair. He got up and got me a chair and pulled it over and, you know, because I was only there, I think, two days and I wasn't even working with him, you know, yeah. so you just, you know, things like that just used to fall in my lap. It's almost 2024 and Little House is turning 50. Yeah, we got big plans next year. We're going to be all over. What is, if you have a story that maybe someone told you, what do you think it has meant to people all these years and still does? Oh, my God. I think what I hear the most, oh, I'll tell you a brief story. I was in, I was in France with Allison. We were doing um, a little house on the Prairie Cast in Paris. And I went out for a walk one day, just, you know, because I'd never been to Europe. So I was excited. And uh, as I walked along the street and this man and wife and three children started to walk by. And he, I think that's how I start my book, too. I was where he, he all of a sudden he looks at me and he bursts into tears and he threw his arms around me. And I was like, you know, I was like, what's that? He said, Mad Beetle, I watched you with my grandma. And he was crying. And I thought, wow on the street in Paris, somebody knew who I was. And that, it blew my mind. I forgot that we were all over the world, you know, quite frankly, because I used to get about $1.75 when it ran in Europe, you know, your residuals. And, you know, so I thought, well, they didn't run it much. Oh, yes, they did. Mm -hmm. Allison probably told you all about that. Oh, Allison has the greatest stories of fans. <laughs> We have so much fun together. Yeah, she's she's great. Um, where are you on social media? Do you have, you know, where people can find you? Are you on social media? No. No? If, if somebody can go on Facebook, it will get to me eventually. But no, I just don't have time for all that. It's too, it's too crazy. I have a little, I have a home business that I, uh, I, I post periodically. I, I call them beetle bags. They're, they're, uh, tote bags, cloth sewn tote, tote bags with pictures of the show on it. And um, I do quite well, especially on the road. Um, but you know what? I just don't, I just don't want to be that involved. Is you know? there a I, don't, I don't need a website. I don't, right. you know. So those bags are something you just sell when you're out? Or let, is me there... grab, let me grab one to show you here. Okay. Miss Beetle is going to get some bags. My husband has been busy photographing them, thinking that maybe we should, you know, do something with them. But like, here's one of Nellie. Sure. Mm -hmm. See, this is up. It's a tote bag. There's one of Nellie, and then here's one of uh, Miss Beetle. I'm sure, sure many people want those. You know, pictures of Pa and Ma and the Ingalls family and Nellie and and. Uh, you know, Almanzo and a lot of Miss Beetle because, you know, I sell them because of me. And then I go on the road with the cast and, and I sell the bags. So it, it, they become very, very popular. So 
That's the only way then people can get them. There's no place to order yeah, them. Yeah, they can write to me. Uh, if they mention something on Facebook, it'll get to me. Um, but I just, you know what? I'm old. <laughs> I don't have, I really don't have time to, to do that much. You know, Allison's different. She's in every direction possible. The radio show and her cooking show and everything. Uh, you know, I'm 82 years old now. And I just, I like to stay home with my husband. I want to tell my audience the book is Little House in the Hollywood Hills, which can be got uh, on Amazon. It's out Did there. Did you see that? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's available there. And the, the subtitle is a Bad Girl's Guide, you know, because <laughs> if you read the book, I've had a lot of adventures. Miss, Miss Beatles had plenty of adventures out there. Yes, she did, didn't she? She certainly oh. has. Charlotte, an absolute pleasure. Um, happy pre-anniversary. It's almost Thank here, you. the 50th. I'm sure you're going to be out there having a lot of fun meeting people. And what's one of the biggest ones that's coming up? Is that the Simi Valley one? Oh, that's next year. Yeah, next next year, uh, 2024. Huge mm -hmm. in Simi Valley. Um, I think most people can go online and get some information about it. How I don't know when tickets are going to be available, <clears throat> but they're going to have all kinds of events. They're going to do a um, a temporary set out in Simi Valley of the Little House and the school and the Olson store. And then there's more events in Simi Valley. I think there's a, a community center there where we're all going to be. We're going to meet people. And then you can have pictures taken. Um, they have a mock-up of the little house. And you can have pictures taken with the cast. And, oh, yeah, it's huge. It's, I think it's three days long. And <clears throat> big deal. Big deal. deal. You've made a lot of long-lasting friendships over the years. Mostly a lot of the people from Little House. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people. Charlotte, best of luck with everything. And I really appreciate you taking the time to spend some time with me. Oh, John, thank you so much. God thank bless you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, <laughs> everyone. I'm John Contratti. And once again, you've been listening to Up Next. Up Next.